I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Roy. He has bladder cancer. Let's talk about it. Brian, uh, Brian's, so there's typically three of us, me, Taylor, and Brian. Taylor is out sick because he's dealing with like bronchitis or something. Brian, Brian is also not doing great. He's, he's under the weather. (laughs) I can see that. I hear that. I'm feeling great. I'm the one, I'm the one who's, I'm the one with cystic fibrosis. I'm the sick one, but I'm feeling dandy. Oh, you're kidding. Oh my God. uh, so, but we, we told Taylor to stay at home because he's got some sort of lung infection. And I was like, well, let's, let's not, um, let's not, who is, uh, who, is, who is Jeremy? So that's me. I'm Jeremy. Oh, this you're is, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no it's okay. okay. This is Brian here. Hi, hey Brian. Hey, Roy. And you're not, uh, feeling, you're not feeling too good, are you? Uh, I, f- I feel okay. I'm just a little stuffed up, a little stuffed up, uh, but you, yeah. but you look great. <laughs> that's you. all that matters. <laughs> yeah, don't feel too bad. Um, all right, well, let's get right into it. We I, are. I think that's the question, though. How do you feel, Roy? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right, Roy. How how uh, are you feeling today? I feel okay. I feel okay. Good, good. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're super super uh, elated to be joined by you today, Roy. I, I I'm gonna. I mean, I don't want to say this to make you feel self conscious because I, I think this is a this is a uh, uh, personally. I think this is like kind of a kind of an achievement. But Roy, you you might be one of the oldest guests we've ever had on the show. Uh, at at the the ripe young age of eighty three years old. Correct. You got that right. Well, you don't you don't look eighty three. You though, don't. Roy. You look. I mean, you yeah. look great. Yeah. I thought you were in your sixties. So when you were saying when you were saying <laughs> our oldest guest, I was like, don't make him don't make him feel bad. <laughs> he looks good. Are you, are you guys wearing glasses? <laughs> no, but maybe we need them. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need them. <laughs> well, Roy, uh, give us a give us a little introduction. Uh, let our listeners know who who you are and uh, where you're from and. Uh, one of the reasons why you're you're on the show today. Okay. Um, well, my name is Roy Baird. I live in Beaconsfield, Quebec. I'm 83 years old, retired, obviously, and um, I'm living with bladder cancer. Okay. My uh, Roy, a... my mom had yes. had bladder cancer. That's right. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Um, about. Seven or eight years ago now, um, she's doing well, but uh, but I'm I'm really interested in in diving in into this uh, conversation with you today because I feel like I'll have a, a lot that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Well, um, actually, I was diagnosed in 2018 by my uh, well, by my family doctor sent me, you know had a 
my my usual physical, and uh, he found blood in the urine. And he said, uh, "Roy said I think you should go and see a urologist." Well, so I did, and uh, sure enough, with a few blood tests and cystoscopy, he said, "Yep, you have uh, bladder cancer." Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> And, and that's where it all started. And uh, hmm. and it's been a long process, obviously, five years I've had it. Um, but in brief, I had four operations where he went in and scraped the bladder. Um, and I believe it was in 2020 or 2020 or 2021, he... Um, did another cystoscopy and they said uh roy i'll see you in a year everything is beautiful <laughs> six months later i i had a uh, another no i had a ct scan and um <laughs> my nephrologist who i see also uh kidney doctor um said oh my gosh there's something wrong with your bladder there seems to be a tumor in the ureter so oh my gosh so she sent the sent it over to the my onco- uh, urologist sorry and uh he said oh my gosh it's back and i uh, said i'm i'm going to refer you to um a real top notch urologist at the MUHC and uh, maybe he'll operate i don't know mm. But prior to um, that, after with my operations, I was treated with BCG. Uh, don't ask me what it is. It's bacillus, <laughs> bacillus, whatever. And it, it's it's uh, inserted right into the bladder, and uh, you have to hold it in there for two hours. Oh wow! It, it's like a, one, like like a liquid. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, very, very toxic liquid, I may add. And I had to roll on one side, this side, back, forward for two hours and not urinate. Wow. <laughs> but when I did, uh, for four hours or three hours, I, I just forget, I had to put the Javal water in the um, toilet bowl. It was that toxic. Uh, that I had, yeah, I was supposed to be on a three-year plan for that. and you know, I only did two and a half because it, the, the last one that went in, uh, it burned like I've never had a burning sensation in my life. And the no nurse said, can doubt. you hold it? Can oh you hold God. it? Yeah. And I said, no, well, I'll try. I think 20 seconds later, everything came out. So then he stopped that. Uh, Holy but smokes. A, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 I don't know if your mom had that, but. Uh, no, um, I'm not sure that she did. But I know that, like, very quickly into her diagnosis, they um, they did surgery. Mm. So, well, they did. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you um, have you have you gone through. You, you mentioned four surgeries. Four surgeries, that, um, but they're yeah, that's where they scrape the bladder, where they okay, where the tumors are. They just scrape it and make sure it doesn't get into the walls. Okay, of the bladder. Okay. Because so, yeah. maybe maybe my mom's um, tumor was in the wall because they uh, so like they gave her three options so she had the three options to do the um, neo bladder like a full bladder reconstruction 
So they take Correct. out your bladder entirely. They do the full reconstruction. Yep. Um, there's the second option, which I believe is like, um, uh, like taking out. Oh, taking it out, and then you then you self catheterize. Yep. Um. So they're not yep. reconstructing, and then the first, then the first one was doing neither of those, and just sort of scraping it and doing chemo and, and leaving it. Mm. And yeah, well, that that's exactly what they did with me because he said it did not get out of the uh, walls. You know, it didn't get into the wall even. Right. But he, I, he scraped. But right. uh, but bladder cancer is one of, well, maybe not of many, but very few that have a recurrence that it, it just, it's a phenomenon that it happens. It comes back. Really? You know, it's yeah. interesting is my, my mom didn't, I, and we've had my mom on the podcast before and we've, and I've talked to her about this quite a bit, but she was also, she would talk to me a lot about how she was um, like what she was going through in terms of her physical treatments, but not right. a lot about like the emotional mm. sort of toll that that, took and i think uh, you know in large part trying to protect me from having to experience any of the emotional sort of burden of that but you know in turn right. taking on a lot of that weight herself um the 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 option that she ended up going for with surgery was called the indiana poach so she does self catheterize um okay. it's a much like rarer operation in terms of like the the choices that she had they don't oftentimes uh recommend it but <clears throat> Uh, her her surgeon was like, "Hey, I want to like um, you know, I really, I, I think I can do a really good job at this surgery for you." And he sort of recommended it to her. And you know, initially she was really she really struggled with it and wasn't sure if she made the right decision. But you know, speaking right, to her yeah. now, she's 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 been really happy with mm. with that decision. And no no recurrence. No no recurrence. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's interesting because she hasn't told me. We've never talked about like the prospect of recurrence. Mm. But I know she had a. Uh, a checkup. I think it was a, a five year or, or even maybe six year, uh, a couple months ago. And I know that she's still obviously incredibly nervous going in to get that done, even though she feels mostly pretty good. But you know, I I, I can imagine that that's really difficult mm. going into that appointment, wondering you know if you're going to have well, to Brian, go through the, that again. The big thing is to have faith in your oncologist, you mm. know, uh, and your doctors, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I to that point, like Roy. First of all, I just want to I want to th- say thank you for giving us that sort of like high level overview of the experience thus far, um, because it 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 really does kind of like put into perspective the 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 size of the like mountain that was mm-hmm. ahead of mm-hmm. you uh, the day you got that diagnosis. And I, I'd love to kind of dive into the intricacies of the treatment thus far. But before we do, I'm, I'm kind of curious as someone who, you know, like I mentioned earlier, someone, uh, you know, one of the older people that we've had on the show, um, you, you, have a, you have a history, a wealth of, of experience in your life. And um, in terms of your health overall, was this diagnosis one of the first sort of severe or serious health cares that you ever kind of crossed in your life? No question. No question. It, 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 it throws you for a loop. <laughs> but then you say to yourself, well, wait, hey, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm in their hands. Uh, let's go forward. And if I need treatment, I'll take treatment. If I need an operation, I'll have an operation. 
<laughs> I was yeah. very positive, very positive. And I, and I, and I hope your listeners would feel the same way, you know, uh, positivity. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think that's really, I think it's really, uh, I, I mean, we've been talking about, we've been talking about illness for, for a good eight years now on the show. And like, that is, I mean, having a positive outlook when you're, when you're coming into a new diagnosis of something severe, like bladder cancer yeah. is yeah. so, so important, so valuable, but also I think for some people a lot easier said than done. Um, I'm I curious, agree. I'm, I, I'm curious about like your immediate sort of support system around you. Um, who are the people in your life, whether that be family or friends that you had to go to, to speak to when you got this diagnosis and like, what did those conversations look like for you? Well, first of all, it was uh, my wife. Uh, she was the first one to find out about it. And, and she's been a pillar since uh, she'd been with me to all my treatments uh, uh, and my family, my boys, my, my grandchildren. Uh, they, they, they're all, let's get, you'll get through with this. We'll, we'll beat it and blah, blah, blah. It, it, it helps. Trust me, it helps. But my wife is number one. In the, in the story of telling us about everything you've been through, you know, you referenced a urologist, you referenced a, a, a nephrologist, you, you've, you've had an oncologist, a lot of ologists, uh, a, a list of ologists. Uh, and I, 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 I'm just curious about... Who's your favorite ologist? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about like, um, like the complexity of of getting diagnosed with this type of cancer compared to other cancers. So like, you know, it's, I just find it kind of interesting that you have a urologist who's involved in this, but then you also have a nephrologist who's, you know, looking Kidney. at your kidneys and looking. all these, all these yep. things are kind of attached and, or, you know, what the, you know, the, 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 the urethra bone connects to the kidney bone and the, in the kidney bone <laughs> to the bladder bone, all that stuff. So like what, um, when this, when this all came to a head, the very, very beginning, was it your GP that saw that you were you were uh, suffering from like bleeding, and then he referred you to a, a urologist? And then from that Correct. point forward, where did the nephrologist come in? Where did oncology come in? How did well, that all work? The, okay, the, the the family doctor who saw the blood in the urine first and uh, sent me to see my urologist. Um. But my urologist at one point said, you know, because of where it is, blah, 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 because it's in the ureter now. Um, he said, you should see a nephrologist just to make sure. Mm. And um, now I'm going to throw another one at you. I have another <laughs> hematologist. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I have, or I'm told, um, blood cancer lymphoma Ooh. okay as, oh. as well as well and and uh, when did that when did that come into the picture uh, about three to four years ago three years ago three years ago yeah about three years ago while i was in treatment <laughs> okay okay and so that that was due to i guess like the cancer had correct the correct. cancer had spread yeah. from correct. from the okay okay yeah because I had biopsies done uh, in my neck to see if it was the um, the, the blood cancer, the, the the or 
the bladder cancer that was causing one of the other. And they 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 decided, no, your your lymphoma is is okay. It's well under control. We we know it's your bladder that right that that is the cause. So uh, anyway, that that, yeah. that 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 was just a little added. Uh, <laughs> Just a little, yeah, just a little, just a little bonus feature on the DVD menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, just something to add to it, you know. So I guess, Roy, to to come back to the so, like you had mentioned that after that first year, the the first surgery where you had it scraped and and your doctor said looks looks great, come back in a year, um, but then you ended up going in at six months and then finding out that it, it was back. back. What yes. what was the sort of next? steps from there in terms of treating uh that recurrence okay well that's when he said that look i said i'm going to send you to see a friend of mine who's apparently a top 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 uh urologist in quebec Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact i think in canada he said i want you to see (coughs) pardon me see him i saw him and uh he said no no operation now i'm going to suggest that you see an oncologist and I did and um, we went in my wife and I we met him for the first time and um, he told me yes we have this this and this. I said doc what if we did absolutely nothing absolutely nothing I just go home and whatever he said Roy three to six I said, three to six what years he said months well oh. <laughs> I said, I guess the, uh, I said, what is the alternative? He says, chemo, chemo, chemo. So mm-hmm. I had chemo for three months, <clears throat> which wasn't, um, no, not overly unpleasant. It, it's not pleasant, but it's not overly unpleasant for three months. And then he said, okay, why well, we're going to stop that now. He said, I, um, I had a, a CT scan and he said, it has shrunk by 40%. Oh, lovely. Now what? He said, immunotherapy. I said, oh, this is something new? No, he said, it's not new, new, but uh, it is a a form of chemo, but as you well know, chemo starts from the top and it goes right to the bottom. It doesn't differentiate from any part of the body. It just takes over everything, good cells, bad cells. Whereas immunotherapy, if it finds a cancer, uh, it goes after it only. It does mm-hmm. not go through the whole body, and it builds up your immune system. So I, I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, the side effects are a lot less, but there are still some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get tired very easily. As a matter of fact, I'm going to hang up on you guys now. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Roy. Thank no. you so much. This was- <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, it. Um, this is where I'm at now, and I have mm. I go to see I, I have treatments every two weeks for two years. <laughs> mm. Wow! And so, uh, yeah, and I said, "Hey, doc, what if that doesn't work after two years?" He said, "We got something else. We'll we'll do something else." Mm-hmm. I said, "If that doesn't work," he said, "I have something else." He he is a he is a great guy, a great mm. great guy, and a good doctor. So, uh, and that's where I am now. I. <laughs> uh, not limbo but yeah. he says you're, you're very stable he said uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that you're stable okay yeah. 
Yeah, you're just you're as my old man would say, you're just plugging away. You know, <laughs> that's all you can do. Yeah, that's right. That's I, all you can do. It, so far in this conversation, um, you you brought something up that I don't think we've ever talked about on the show, and and I actually don't know really much, if any at all. Like I, I don't think I know anything about this, but you mentioned a couple times cystoscopy. Um, now, whenever I hear whenever I hear of like any kind of oscopy, <laughs> yeah. I know it, I know it has something to do with cameras going into the body in some way. So like correct. A colposcopy or a colonoscopy or, you know, it's, it's just like they take a camera and they shoot this yes. weird documentary film inside your body. It's like <laughs> yeah. a, it's like an episode of uh, um, the Magic School Bus, but yeah. sounds like far less of a fun adventure and more of probably very uncomfortable. Uh, I always think like um, because it must come from like, I don't know, either like a Latin root of scop, which is like microscopic. Like yeah. Scop, yeah. Like, oscopy. Like, tiny little cameras. Yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, scope. Uh, oscopy. Ending, <laughs> ending means you, uh, you're using a scope to look at something. Oscopy. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's a camera at the end of a long tube or anyway. And they, they, they insert it right into the bladder and they, they, it is a little uncomfortable when it goes, when it passes the, um, what's that little the, thing? The ure- that, your piss hole? No, no. uh, when it goes, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? When, the, most the valve. Have, when it goes through your, um, what is it, Louise? Oh my gosh. Help, guys, help. Uh, which, it's okay, so it's hole. not, it's the not little, the. The little walnut thing there that's in in our bodies, men have it only. Oh, the prostate. No, wait. Oh, no. yeah. Hey. The prostate? Oh, <laughs> actually. Oh, okay, when, okay. It, when, when, it, when it goes by there, because most men at a certain age, the prostate gets a little enlarged, and it can be a little painful. They're a little, oh. little uncomfortable. Okay, Not interesting. So so here, so is the, is the, is the cystoscopy, is it going through the penis, or is it going through? It is. It okay, is. okay, it got is. you, yeah. Yeah, but he, uh, he, they they put a gel in there to freeze it somewhat. But how big really is the camera? It. It's a brownie Hawkeye. No, you, you guys don't remember those. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's Roy's eighty three year old humor just going right over a couple of young bucks head. <laughs> oh, I'm googling a, a Bradley Hawkeye. Did you say <laughs> brownie Hawkeye camera? Yeah, the old cameras in the fifties. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a big, big old fucking thing. I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing it's like it's like you know it's a camera that's like that like SWAT would use to like look through a peephole when someone's being held hostage. Like it, it's supposed to be small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it good, isn't, it isn't, you. it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. It's funny. <laughs> no, it's oh, no. not that small. That's oh no, really? <laughs> That's just, we're looking now at the photo of, of a brownie Hawkeye. Uh, oh my you, goodness. Did you Google it? Yeah. Google yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically the size of, um, <laughs> Holy Christ! It's I mean, it's as big as my dog. <laughs> you, you got that right. Anyway, I've had many of those, and many um, what what for the two and a half years that I had that BCG treatment. Google yeah. that BCG. Yeah. Um, they they'd have to put a catheter in, you know. So right. that that's uncomfortable too. So it, it, it ain't fun to be played with down there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that because Bacillus like Calmet Garin. Vaccine is a vaccine That's probably it. used against uh, tuberculosis. Name uh, oh wait, maybe this is different. That's a vaccine. Bacillus gonitor. Yeah, that's maybe true. maybe that is it though. Interesting. Oh yeah, right into the bladder. Oh, there we go. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Oof. I'm curious if there's like I I know um, 
you know, the, your, uh, reproductive organs, you know, your penis is like a, it's obviously like a private place. And I'm curious in going into the hospital and like having people just like look at, you know, inspect it in like a very medical way all the time. Like, is it uncomfortable or, or weird? Not at all. Because, because we, we, um, we joke, uh, the nurse is in there too. And, uh, but we, we get along well. Um, no, you know, he's talking to me all the time and, uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, look at this. So he takes your mind off <laughs> yeah. of it somewhat, but it's still uncomfortable. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like once you're over the hill, you don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. You like you've been around, you've been on this planet long enough to go. I don't fucking care if someone's looking at my ding dong. Like, I just. <laughs> I don't know. That's what you're you assume. Right. You're right. You're right. I mean, uh, um, and, and I'm sure that she doesn't care either. The nurse. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. She's, I mean, they see they so s- many. They see them all. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they so many everything. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, no, I'm not, right. I'm not there yet. I don't have that. I'm like, I'm still self-conscious about it, but I'm only 35. I mean, give me another, like, give me another 15 years and maybe I'll, uh, I'll start to go. Well, you can tell, you maybe, can tell the may, age. Maybe then, maybe yeah. then you will. <laughs> you can, you can tell the age yeah. when you walk around a, uh, a locker room at That's like right. a gym or something. That's it. You can you see, see the guys who are like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, I've been around long enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, so back to the BCG, this is actually super fascinating, but, um, BCG, yeah, so it's you see in. It? Oh yeah, you see it? <laughs> that's, that's your, my better half. That's your wonderful wife. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we met. We met your people yesterday. Oh, anyway, we'll, <laughs> we, won't, okay. we, we won't get into that now. Hi, Mrs. Baird. <laughs> <laughs> favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I got the BCG thing up. This is actually super, uh, super fascinating. So BCG what, stands B- for for uh, Bacillus Calmet Bacillus Ga- yep. Garin. Um, Garin. It's a right. it's a it's a vaccine. So it's a vaccine, which is a type of immuno immunotherapy medicine, um, and it's a vaccine for TB for tuber- tuberculosis. That's right. That's right. But it also helps stop or delay bladder cancers growing back or spreading into a deeper layer of the bladder. So, Correct. so can you can you just walk us through that again? They they took the they took this liquid, the BCG, um, the, big, the big cranky giant is what is, is where my mind goes because it reminds me of the BFG, um, uh, the big cantankerous giant. Um, they stick they 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 put that in your bladder. Correct. Okay, I'm trying to wrap my head around this because like. I've never, I, up to this point in my life, I haven't had anything fill my bladder the opposite way from which my bladder is used to being full. That's so my right. bladder, my bladder gets filled from the, you know, like the production of urine 
uh, that comes into, I guess, one channel into the bladder, which isn't the urethra, and then everything comes out the urethra. I've never had the, the sensation of being filled from the other side, but I have had a number of um, enemas and like things like that, where like I'm having stuff pushed in from, from the outside, like into my, into my bowels, into my, into my, into my ass. And that sensation is, it's very, it's a very unique sensation of like, of like feeling really full. And like, in particular, I'm talking about like an enema. When you have an enema, as soon as it goes in, it's really hard to hold it in. Like you feel like you're just, you got to like shit immediately. Yep. Um, is, is it, what is it like being filled up with a, I mean, you know, a, a, (laughs) a a, a toxic chemical aside, what is it like being filled up from the urethra into the bladder? Is it a similar kind of sensation where it feels like you're like a weird pressure and that you have to just pee like immediately? Well, not having had any enemas, I I don't know your (laughs) end of it, pardon the pun, but your end of it, um, (laughs) But once it's for, for a year and a half, uh, I had no problems. I mean, you, 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 after two hours, you, you want to pee. I, I don't think I ever, well, I may, may have gone twice in the two year, two and a half years, twice the whole two hours. Um, but I've had doctors say, look, if you, if you can do an hour, an hour and a bit, uh, it'll suffice, but try and do your two. Um, yeah, it's the last ones were, were hard. I mean, I, I, I couldn't hold it. I, uh, you have to pee. There, yeah. There's no, and, 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 you know, by turning this way and that way and on yeah. your back, on your stomach, it makes you want to pee more. So <laughs> right. is the idea of like the turning around, like you're like Slushing. washing around, yeah. like sloshing That's exactly around. That's exactly what it is. That's, That's what they want. They want it's, you to do it. That's wild. It's kind of Isn't a funny wild? thing to picture, though. Too, like it is just like you're just yeah. kind of sloshing it around in your inside, just moving yeah. around like a baby. Yeah. How do yeah, how well, do they, they get it inside? I'm sorry. How do they get it inside? Probably the same as uh, like that. Uh, through a catheter. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then they pour it in, and the way it goes, I, I mean, and and is it but, is it like is the sensation? I mean, aside from the sensation of like needing to pee really badly. Um, is it, is it, is there like a burn or like, does it, does it, is it uncomfortable? No, not really. Um, it, it, you, you, one on your first pee after they take it out. Uh, yeah, it burns. Sure. Uh, even for a couple of them, it, it burns. So, uh, but then for, like I say, for two hours, you have to put Javal water in the toilet bowl. Yeah. You right. Know, because, you, because pee. you, because it's like, you don't want to toxify the, the, Right, sewage, right. I guess, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it fascinating that we like? I, I just it, it oftentimes strikes me when we're speaking to cancer patients, and we're speaking about the the way that we treat cancer. It just it it always it it never ceases to like amaze me how we've ended up where we are in terms of treatment, like. Just the thought that we we are so in tune with like the way that the human body works that we've gotten to a point where we can take this particular liquid that typically is like injected into people's arms for tuberculosis, but we yeah. go, you know what else we can do with it? We can stick it in your bladder, pump you up with it, pump you up with it, and make you roll around and slosh it around, yeah. and then you piss it out, and we're hoping that that 
We, we you know, science shows us that this can help cancer, which is so mind blowing to me. Like, it's just, it is. it's shocking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the proverbial, uh, I complained because I had no shoes until I met the man who had no feet. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, we we complain about the stupidest little things and look at people that are suffering, you know. That's mm. uh, now that's my motto anyway. I, <laughs> I I I can't do any better than that. I, where where do you think where do you think your like positive mindset comes from, Roy? Good question. Louise, where does it come from? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I think maybe maybe my parents they 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 were uh they were positive uh, mm-hmm. to a certain extent yeah possibly my parents I have no siblings so uh, I can't I can't say it was them um, <laughs> maybe so. that's maybe that's the key is not having siblings to, to drag you drag you down <laughs> but uh, but gentlemen uh, just I, I I'd like to add I took some notes. Um, please let me just see where I put them now. Okay. I, I think it's important for your, uh, your listeners to, um, to hear these, these three little notes that I mentioned, you know, it, if you've been diagnosed with bladder cancer, uh, you know, ask your doctor to talk to you in layman's language, not, not the, doctor's language because you want to understand everything that they're saying Mm -hmm. Uh, you know you have to have him slow down and and explain everything in layman's language Mm. secondly plan plan on a long term i don't know how long your mom was uh treated Mm -hmm. but here i am five years and uh it, you know, it can be a long, long-term plan. Um, you know, especially with chemotherapy and radiation, and 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 talk to your oncologist and urologist. Uh, you know, it's, how long am I going to do this? And but plan on something long. Mm. And there is hope down the road. There definitely is. I mean. Uh, there are people out there that can help you. Uh, I know the, Louise and I, we go to a place called the Cancer Wellness Center. Uh, we're all, you know, they offer you nothing but good information. Uh, Louise goes there and she takes exercises. They, I can take exercises. Uh, um, but this is where I go. But if you want, there's a... Um, uh, Bladder Cancer Canada can direct you to a local mm. spot, which is uh, and and you, you www.bladdercancercanada.org, mm. and they, they, they'll because I think that's important also. Mm. Uh, to, I, yeah, your family is is definitely important, but these people are are very good at it too. I mean, they yeah they do it day in day out so. Roy, Roy, speaking to the speaking to that point that you just um, brought up about, you know, you you might be like planned for the long haul, and yes. you know, you like you like you've said, you're five years into your treatment. It I find that really striking because it brings me back to that moment where 
when you went to the MUHC and, and, you know, said to the doctor, like, you know, what would happen if I didn't treat this? And, you know, you said that you, you would have three to six months left to live. Um, like I'm curious about your thoughts about your, your mortality and, and, you know, your, your thoughts around death. Like, are, do you, are you afraid of dying? No, no, not afraid. And I don't think I'm ready for it. So (laughs) yeah, Uh, no, not at all. What, what, so when it comes to that decision of, of doing, you know, this treatment and being in it for the long haul, as you said now, um, how do you feel about, you know, continuing to, to be in this, you know, we've, we've talked a lot on this podcast about metaphors around, you know, people's cancer experience, like your, your journey or your battle or your fight. Um, how right. do you view that? Like I said, I'm, I, I'm in their hands and, 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 and the man upstairs, that's, that's all you can, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody else. I mean, I, so I, I just stay positive and roll with the punches and I, and not, you know, I, I get tired, but mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't stopped me from doing things although louise will disagree with me on that you know one of one of the things that i that has kind of uh stuck with me over the years of doing this podcast one of the things that i that i i try to remind myself on a daily basis um and you're speaking to it right now which like in other words it it, it's there's no point in wasting energy or time worrying about the things that are completely out of your control Correct. All you can do is put the energy and focus into the things that are within your control. And Correct. to this example right here, Roy, it seems like you you do this naturally where you go, look, the treatment of this, the length of this, the you know, the 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 ups and downs of of living with cancer, that's out of your control, but what's in your control is your mindset, your attitude, your ability to just like do the things that you need to and want to do while you still can, while you're in the midst of this treatment. And I think that's like a really valuable point for people to remember is, is and not just with cancer no, diagnosis no. or treatment for any part of your life there. If, if it's out of your control, you really, it's really not going to do you any good just to wallow and, and worry about that one particular thing. Focus on the things that are within your control, and then it'll take those things that are out of your control and make them seem a lot less daunting or overwhelming. Um, you read my you read my mind, Jeremy. Did yeah. I send you this script? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely right. I would love to ask you. Um, uh, we have a we have a two part question that we'd like to ask all of our guests before we wrap up. Um, and so the first part is. Uh, Roy, what would you say is the biggest thing that your cancer diagnosis has taken away from you? Oof, good question. Uh, that, that, that's a tough one to answer. I uh, Because if I said nothing, I'd be lying. Things that I did do in the past, I can't do now. That, you know, because of tiredness and uh, this and that. Uh, yeah, that, that sums it up pretty well. What would you say is the biggest thing that your diagnosis of cancer has given you? Oh, wow. What is life all about? You know, it's, um, 
you take the good with the bad, hard question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Roy, I got to say, uh, for someone who's still in the midst of, of treatment for a very complex cancer um, that, you know, most people, most people, when they hear a diagnosis like that, they, they immediately go to, you know, it's got to be one of the hardest or most challenging or worst things that they could possibly imagine in vision. Yep. Yep. Um, but yep. to see someone like yourself, uh, handling and managing and pushing forward the way that you are, it is, it is very much a very like inspiring and beautiful and, and, you know, something that, that I think Brian and myself can very much appreciate how strong you are as a, as a person. And, and also just like how, how valuable it is to, for us to have a conversation with you about this so that our listeners at home who might be going through something similar or down the road might end up going through something similar and can remember back on this conversation. I mean, we're just eternally grateful. And uh, I want to say thank you for taking time at your schedule to sit down and, and chat with us um, about something so personal. And I appreciate your, your thoughtfulness and uh, kindness. Uh, and, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, and I am not, you remember Patsy Klein's song? Which one? <laughs> okay, which one do you think? Oh, uh, oh I'll have to take a, Oh, Patsy Klein. Let me see. Klein. Let me see. Uh, oh, good old Patsy. Um, what's the one that's uh, on the tip of my mind? I think tongue? the one that's on on my mind is um uh oh uh just I'll quick, give you a quick, hint. Quickly googling Patsy Klein here. Who the <laughs> fuck no, is no, Patsy no, Klein? no. <laughs> I crazy to pieces. Ah, there we go. Fall. I fall to pieces. Yes. Yeah. The that is not. My, that is not my motto. No. <laughs> <laughs> Patsy had it all wrong. That's right. <laughs> she did. Walking after midnight. That's. Uh, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, your, that's your. That's your. That's your motto. See, that's what that's I thought you were motto. talking about. That, that's the one that, that jumped to my mind. <laughs> that's because I sleep all day. So. I <laughs> oh, Roy! Thank you so much, man. This is, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And hey, and, anytime, uh, really anytime, you, you, anytime you guys are in Montreal, uh, give us a shout. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, we are coming at you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you are a fan of the podcast and you want to support the podcast, there's a number of ways you can do that. First of all, you can leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading them. You can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app, if that's where you're listening. Or if you want to join the conversation, hop on over to our Discord. The link is in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we have a lovely little community over there of sickos and non-sickos all hanging out, chatting. And uh, hey, you could even help produce the podcast over there if you want. You can, again, find that link in the show notes below. Sick Boy Podcast is produced and co-hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, and Brian Stever. The show is managed by Jeffrey Lonis over at Talent Bureau. The sound design of this episode is brought to you by Donovan the CPAP Morgan. And, of course, the theme music is from the band Take Part. That is it for this week. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.
we off the air now? For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.